The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Deserving of our high acclaim Let's give him all the glory to his name People of Zion Exalt your King Lift up your voices Let praise begin Thoughts be established Let anthems ring Adoringly, this special honor have all his saints to bind up evil through giving thanks. Lift up your voices to Jesus, sing, people of Zion, exalt your King. From the third epistle of John, beginning at verse 1, the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth, 
Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. In the margin it says, It is my earnest desire that you may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. I want you to see that the word prospereth there is an action word, which just simply means that you may have an ideal of what prosperity really is, and that may be a high and lofty uh, position. And you say, well, now, you know, I'm going to prosper me in health when my soul gets way up there, you know. But I want you to notice it's a, it's a, a term that has action to it, which just simply means that when you head toward the Lord and you begin to prosper in the knowledge of the word, even in whatever measure, that the prosperity of your life and the health of your life is always enhanced. So you don't have to become some giant in the word in order to enjoy the benefits of the word. And God wants to bring us up to higher heights, take us to deeper depths, and he wants us to desire knowledge. And with all of our getting, get that knowledge, but get understanding of that. But uh, even the person who makes a decision this day after listening and while listening to this broadcast, I'm going to... Uh, get into my Bible, I'm going to gain knowledge of the Lord, I'm going to grow in the knowledge of God's Word. Uh, the the uh, salutation is here to Gaius from, from the elder, the third epistle of John is where we're coming from, and he says, Beloved, I wish above all things, he's saying this by the Spirit of God, or it is my earnest desire that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So there's that action. So when we get into action, that means now our soul is prospering. And so we can expect uh, for uh, for health to be better. We can expect for our uh, finances to be better and other things to be better because we're prospering in the knowledge of God's Word. It's just as simple as just making a decision and heading that direction. Now, I want to go to another verse here that we usually just quote the verse 2. I want to go to the next verse. For the writer John, he's writing, he says, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified, or came and told me, of the truth that is in thee. In other words, uh, when uh, those that uh, the brethren came and they told me how you were learning the word of God, how you were in God's word, he said. Uh, that's a kind of a paraphrase of this scripture. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. And then verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth, or the margin says even live in truth. So uh, John was, was very excited about this, and he said, I rejoice greatly when uh, those that came and told me that you're in your Bible, and you're confessing the word, and you're living in the word. And so he knew uh, that, uh, that that all hooks together there, that I wish above all things, or I desire, my earnest desire is that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. So it's the knowledge of God's word that changes things from how it is now to the better things in the moments, the hours, the days, and the weeks to come. Luke 6 and 38, well, there's something uh, uh, we can expect a harvest as we hook up with God and God's plan. This is a scripture to uh, meditate and think on and say over and over and mull it over and knock the rough edges off. I, uh, while on a trip recently, I gathered rocks by the shore, and, and I got one real rough rock. 
So I want you to, and I'm just, it's something you could carry in your hand and yet fold your fingers around to some degree. So I want you to kind of get a mental picture of that rock. But it had a lot of rough edges on it, see. And so I've, I've got that one rock just as an example. So I'm going to put it right here. Then I picked up five other rocks. Now, all of these looked almost nearly an egg shape. But there were no rough edges at all. They were all smooth, as it were, but kind of in the shape of an egg. Now, the difference in the rocks is the one has had no activity, but the five that I picked up, uh, they've had a lot of activity, and the water has uh, just the force of the water has uh, caused those to go back and forth on the sand and up against other rocks, and so it's knocked all the rough edges off until they're smooth. So the difference between the two is one has the uh, rough edges still there. The other has a smooth, it's, it, it's a smooth surface around. And so the rough one, as I hold it up now and to your imagination, this is the word of God unused. It's in a rough state. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to pick up one or more of the five smooth ones here. And that's the word of God having rolled over in your mouth many times because you said it and said it and said it. And you've knocked off the rough edges. And this is what John is talking about by the Spirit uh, as he's talking about soul prosperity. Uh, and, and, the, and the Word of God must roll over in our mouth. We knock the rough edges off until it becomes a very smooth. And as David used five smooth stones, uh, he, he went to the brook and he picked up five smooth stones. Because if he would throw this rough one, the wind would catch it and it would take it in some way that wouldn't be very... Uh, it wouldn't go straight, and, and, and there would be no excellence to it. But he picked up the five smooth stones. Those are the ones that have been rolled back and forth and back and forth. All the rough edges are off. So now we don't have any guessing here. Uh, we, we, we have a sure thing. And so David used the, used the he put, took one of the stones out of his bag when he's facing Goliath, and, and he, he wound his uh, instrument of war or his instrument of fighting uh, the sling and he let it go, and because the smoothness uh, was there and the roughness was not there, then there was accuracy in the pointing and the direction of that weapon, which was the rock at that point. So that's how we do when we get God's word, and we roll it over and over and over in our mouth. It becomes uh, a smooth stone for us, and then we can point it and be very effectual and effective when we use it. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Give, and it shall be given unto you. That statement came straight from the mouth of Jesus. Yet there are a great many believers who flatly refuse to believe it. In fact, they actually have the mistaken idea that it's wrong to expect to receive when they give. The truth is, it's Wrong not to expect. And what would you think of the farmer who planted seeds? He let his crop rot in the field. You'd think he was a fool, wouldn't you? And if he did, when others were starving, you'd think he was criminally irresponsible. It's just as irresponsible to give financial seeds and ignore the harvest that God promised, especially when that harvest could help send the gospel to people who are starving to hear it. It's just as wrong to ignore the key to prosperity that Jesus himself gave us as it is to let a wet crop rot in the field. You know, so we want to pick up the word. We want to use the word. John said it to Gaius. He said, uh, I was greatly, I rejoiced greatly 
when they came and told me that you're studying your Bible and you're confessing the Word and you're walking in the Word of God. Because he had said, I, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Well, this is a great day to make that decision. This is a great moment to say, I'm going to prosper in the Word of God. Get in your Bible, begin to confess God's Word, and begin to grow in the Word of God. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Oh